You're listening to My Top 8, a relationship podcast about friendship. I'm your host, Maggie Mae Fish. Remember, the show does not condone ranking your friends in a list of eight people. And now, let's talk friendship. Oh, some friends go and some friends last. Some come talk on your podcast. If it make you laugh and they treat you great, then you put them on your top eight. Hello, guys! Uh, welcome to My Top 8. Uh, so hey, Zora. Obviously, you guys remember Zora from Cracked. Um, short stint. <laughs> short stint. Yeah. Uh, that was really funny, though, because, um... Before you were hired, I always felt like I was the baby. And then when you were hired, I was like, Ah, another kid. (laughs) Yeah, another kid. Yeah. For sure. Another child Uh in the family. Yep. So it was was fun. It was like, it was such a a short span of time, but Mm -hmm. um, it it really was like a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, So why don't you tell people a little bit about uh, what you do, um, who you are? Yeah, so I am a writer and actor, mm-hmm. performer, um, and I write mainly comedy. If you knew kind of the stuff that I did on Cracked, it was a lot of like historical stuff because I used to be mm-hmm. a middle school history teacher yeah. for seventh, well, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had like a historical bent on it with the harry potter thread <laughs> oh, through all man. the videos that was yeah that was pretty epic though people loved that video oh my uh, gosh yeah it rightfully was, so <laughs> well it was just the video that i've always wanted to make yeah. you know it was just swimming in my brain yeah so uh now i well since then i mm-hmm. worked as a writer researcher for drunk history season mm-hmm. five and six and then now I am a staff writer for Raven's Home on the Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah, which I have already expressed to Zora how influential Raven was uh, uh-huh. to me growing up. Um, yeah, so. she was very present in yeah. many of our lives. And yeah. she's still so funny. She's like the funniest. I am really excited to see the new show because uh-huh. I just have... I like she. I remember seeing her on the View mm-hmm. and being like, "All right, yeah, Ravens, Ravens got it." Yeah, and she also like came out as well, like yes. since being on the show, which um, it also came out during a time that like I was like, "Oh, that's a thing you can be. That's interesting." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she she did, and and I think you know she kind of keeps that separate from mm-hmm. um, you know the the Raven Baxter persona, right. which you know Raven Baxter is is straight that character yeah so uh but it's it's a lot of fun and and you know obviously like i'm learning a lot and it's a very kind of like um it's a family Mm -hmm. show family Mm -hmm. sitcom and and uh yeah it's 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 been it's been a super fun experience yeah long hours also well i guess we can do plugs at the end but i guess i'll just mention it now but uh you have a really great short that is so funny Oh, thank you. Yeah, but, yeah uh... I, I just made um, this short called No More White Women. <laughs> uh, it's a provocative title, but, you know, it's just about uh, yeah. people being problematic, you yeah. know, uh, including myself. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all, it just, it's just pulls no punches it's really great as a white woman and also knowing white women i was like this is this is yeah this is, yep. yeah it was really yeah. it was made out of just experience and, and yeah it all seemed very real <laughs> i was okay. like i bet you i don't know if 100 percent of it is true uh-huh. but i i would guess maybe like 90 90 to 100 for sure <laughs> yeah there there were definitely some some real dialogue yeah. moments in that Pretty much like 95 to 97 percent. Yes, I guessed it correctly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's out there, and and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Zora, uh, I'm going to ask you if this was the MySpace age and you were setting up your MySpace, Uh uh, who would you put in your top eight? Yeah, that, first of all, that was such a just. What a moment. What a what, moment. What a moment in, what a moment. in life that uh, MySpace was in, in the top eight. Yeah. I was never anyone's top. What? Never. No. Oh, no. I remember in college there, I made the top eight of, of this girl <gasps> that was that I was friends with, but there was like this weird kind of, you know, like that weird college yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. then we had a falling out or something and then mm-hmm. she took me off of her 
top eight and i remember oh. being like hurt by that <gasps> oh you know like it had like yeah. emotional stakes and it's so funny to think back on uh, a thing that doesn't exist anymore but yeah. it really like at the at the time it was it was like um yeah i mean it it's was, like watching someone cross you off of their like go-to friend list yeah like yeah and no it, longer in my life for sure and it was like a statement that she mm-hmm. was making i remember it was a kind of like and then when other people saw it like my friend saw it he was like oh man <gasps> she took you up the top eight that's cold <gasps> and i was like i know right yeah i'm upset yeah, yeah, yeah i'm know. upset i am upset so uh but as far as top eight right now if i were mm-hmm. to be creating that i mean i have two um really good friends who are mm-hmm. kind of like my brothers from mm-hmm. high school brian tucker Travis Shelton, they're uh, both married and live in different cities. Wow. And I don't see them that often, but they're like pretty much my brothers at this point. Yeah. And yeah, they'll always be in my top eight. And even though we've kind of like grown to do very different things, Mm they would just forever be on there because they're like siblings at this yeah. point, you know? That's like, I actually, I have two best friends from high school uh-huh. who, yeah, on Facebook we say that we're life partners and, yeah. you know, one of them lives in, lives in Texas mm-hmm. and one of them just moved to Chicago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard because it's like there is like a distance and yeah. they do completely different things. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you'll, we'll be in each other's lives forever. Yeah. Um, but it still is like, oh, yeah, they're far away. <laughs> I know, they're far away. And, yeah. and, and it's interesting, like, if you have enough of, like, a bond with a friend, mm-hmm. you know, even with, like, this crazy polarization of just everything right now, mm-hmm. even with one of my friends, one of these good friends, he turned out to be way more conservative. Wow. And That's very interesting. Yeah, and the thing is, is, like, we – we're so close to where like there's just such a mutual respect where mm-hmm. he'll say something and I'm like, no, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you know, we'll disagree about, about things, but it never like puts our friendship in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cause our friendship is based on, you know, just having some crazy experiences together and yeah. obviously like, you know, being in fights and, and getting over them and, and, mm-hmm. you know, almost like a sibling thing to where it, it's just like, there's too much of like a mutual respect right. for us to, um, the foundation is so out. solid. You can't fall below that, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow, even... that is interesting. Sure, to, sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it is possible. I mean, not mm-hmm. the, not that like you know he turned into like a, a neo Nazi yeah. or anything like that. I mean, that's definitely different. But um, uh-huh. yeah, you can you can be fr- you can have someone in your top eight at least for me mm-hmm. who uh, is a conservative, which is yeah. funny to me. <laughs> that is, that's funny yeah one of my one of my high school friends uh, or, a lib- she, or a libertarian li- if, if, if you're listening oh it's, yeah, whatever <laughs> just a euphemism for being conservative but we'll talk about it Woo-hoo-hoo. oh that's really funny. yeah uh okay so those two in your top eight uh mm-hmm. who else would you who else would you add uh i would put um probably maybe like la friends that Mm -hmm. are more reliable you know that's kind of a that's you know what i mean and so maybe people would float in and out of that i also have Uh a really good friend who um i met when i was teaching uh this Mm. guy ben weber um who is just like maybe like the best human being that i've ever (gasps) sort of encountered as far as like a good person yeah you know uh and yeah, he's just like a guy that I think if you know the the shit went down. Yeah, he'd be there. Yeah, you. like he's yeah. just a dude that that I would call. He's also like maybe the smartest guy that I also know. He's like a PhD in oh, history wow. from Harvard, but you would never know that he right is that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just a fascinating dude, and and his wife as well, Veronica. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think yeah, I think Ben would definitely be in the top eight. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> shout out Ben Weber in New Orleans. <laughs> He's probably collecting high fives left and right. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, I made the top eight. I made the top eight. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. that's. Um, but I don't know if, if 
I'm filling out the entire time. No, this is great. I mean, again, at the beginning of this podcast, it says uh, this podcast does not condone ranking your friends in a list of top eight because it's not actually useful in real life to like compare your friendships because they're all so different and dynamic. Yeah, they they are. But also, I think it's to me, it's based on reliability, especially Mm -hmm. here. And, you know, like, I mean, speaking of another person who was like incredibly reliable mm-hmm. to me was um is my friend sydney steinberg i don't know if you know sydney name sounds familiar she, she was on my her. mod team at ucb oh, okay and uh-huh. so she uh no matter what uh-huh. she was the one who picked me up from uh the hospital when i had <gasps> knee surgery Aww. like during the holidays i spent christmas with her last year Whoa. and she like just was like an angel through the whole oh process. Like took me Sydney, kudos. Yeah. I'm giving Sydney uh a little round of applause for being such a good friend. Yeah, she Way drove all the way down to Torrance. I had to get Whoa. Yeah, because <laughs> it was it was the holidays and, uh-huh. and they couldn't it was through UCLA and they couldn't yeah. do the surgery like at UCLA, so I had to get picked up from Torrance and mm-hmm. she came all the way down there and, and you know, it was just yeah, like I, all my family was in Uganda during that mm-hmm. particular holiday yeah. season, and and so she she was she really was like an angel, and and, and I don't I don't see her as like we don't hang out as much just because we're not right on a mod team t- together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was she was in my short. She was in No More White Women. As oh, well. okay. Yeah, she was the one who played the. Uh, she had the blonde hair. She was like the super woke, oh, woke one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Which when I wrote that, I was like, Sydney, you will play this because you're perfect <laughs> for it. <laughs> So she's really funny. Yeah, yeah. she's very funny. It's like the perfect um, role for her. Uh-huh. So yeah, she she would be definitely on there. Oh, that is yeah. Like one of the common themes that I've been finding, especially like LA specific friends, is that is such a. I don't know. I think especially when I first came out, I felt like I had a lot of friends, uh-huh. and then it was more like sifting to find out. Oh, who's actually my like my friend sure. and not you know someone just being like oh we do the same thing sure. you know la, 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 la. yeah which is like there there is like a weird difference um between the people who are you know like the people you like to see and who are around mm-hmm. um and then the people that will like actually come through and like help you or you know really want to be with you yeah and, and it, not being fun it, and especially in what we do there's mm-hmm. you know there's because we're all sort of, I think, being creatives, we're at different spaces and, mm-hmm. and, and times and, and these different things are happening for people at like different rates and it's all mm-hmm. circumstantial. I think sometimes friendships can kind of get wrapped up in that if, yeah. you know, just depending on like where people are in, in their mm-hmm. career and whatnot. And, you know, there's like kind of like a competitive element Yeah, with some of the friends that I've encountered, I think, during... Mm-hmm during my time here in LA. So I've learned to kind of, you know, just be aware of that, but also to accept that, that nature just because it it is very, um, part of what we do. Yeah. It is odd. I can sometimes, you know, if a friendship is like green and, you know, like, you know, we hang out and this and that. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I like feel them starting to like distance themselves and yeah. I it's like I you know it's not anything personal yeah. it's just like oh that's what they like need to do to sure be happy for a while and or, or just people that are happy when good things happen oh for you yeah. which, which is that's been a, a huge litmus test for, for yeah. me because I've been you can sh- tell right away <laughs> oh yeah like I've been completely shocked bro I was like whoa you yeah. are not happy for me That's yeah so um jarring it's so <laughs> apparent that you can't take yeah yeah and, and it yeah. has more to do obviously with where they are and, mm-hmm. and, and but yeah that's what i'm trying to say it feel, it's always sure. about them and it's like hard not to take it personally my i had a like best friend Mm. now in retrospect like i think i do a much better job at like picking friends um and when i got the cracked thing was when uh she just uh i it became clear that she yeah couldn't be happy for anyone sure herself and i was like oh okay yeah it's it's painful even though it's it's 
more about kind of how they feel it's it's mm-hmm. still painful as, as a friend because yeah. you're sort of like wow you know i i yeah. just want you to be happy for me and and i right. you know i think i've i've definitely been in times in lulls where you know th- these amazing things were happening yeah. with, with my friends and and I've always at least tried to kind of separate those those two things to be like, look, that's incredible. Right, right, yeah. Uh, because, you know, you want to be, mm-hmm. you want your friends to yeah. kick ass, right? Yeah, right? yeah, and you want to be supportive and yeah. you want to see people like become their full potential. Yes. That's like the fun part about being a friend is that you get to be a witness to like, you know, your friends like killing it and For sure. doing what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. Um, which should be a source of joy. It should be. It, it should be. Um, and some people just uh, either like emotionally or the way they were brought up or this or that. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think if there's any like advice I can give to, you know, when someone is in that position where they feel like left behind or they find themselves resenting their friends for like finding success. I mean, it's just like it's not personal and like. Well. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely like talked about this in therapy because <laughs> I think when haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> but no, it, it like really I think bothered me mm-hmm. when some of the friends that I thought would be more um, more happy for me mm-hmm. weren't. Mm-hmm. I, it it really kind of hurt. Yeah, when it was unexpected, right? And so what I've kind of grown to to know and and to learn is that. Mm-hmm. It, it really is kind of like more about how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would I would tell somebody if, if they were sort of in a spot with, with another friend that it's okay to sort of feel like, oh, that I wish I, w- I had that. Yeah. But also you can still be happy for your friends. So you can right. feel that thing, mm-hmm. but then still be happy for your friend. You yeah. can feel both things and, and it's okay. And, and then you can yeah. use that for motivation to... Right. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. Like it's it's a natural thing to to feel competitive or to right. sort of wish that you had another thing. Mm-hmm. But um, and bearing it isn't healthy either. And it's sure. yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to feel both. Yeah, you it's you okay. really you really can. Uh huh. Yeah. And one day when you know when you do something awesome because you were able to do both, uh-huh. you hopefully the friends around you will also be able to like congratulate you, you know, when sure. you go on to do something sure. really cool. And and it's and so. it's amazing to kind of find out the people that that are happy for you and that are good friends because you're like, wow, cool. Yeah. Noted. Noted. Okay, Noted. Cool, 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 Noted. Cool. Like I didn't even know that this was a test that anyone needed to pass, but look, look at awesome. all these awesome people. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's that's always you know on on a positive note. Uh-huh. Um, that that's always really wonderful to find out. Yeah, the people that that are happy for you and that that wish yeah. good upon you. Yeah, and I know for me at least, like whenever my initial, I think you know I've gotten to a point where like I think oh I think like when I was in college, I think I used to be a much more like like jealous person in Mm -hmm. a way or like especially like early college right after high school i remember like someone would get cast for a thing and me being like what is wrong with me you know like blah blah blah. um but now i think like like i don't even really think about it my initial reaction is always joy and Mm -hmm. i will say like that's it's much happier because you can be happy all the time (laughs) because everyone's like doing great stuff yeah that's a good way to put it yeah it's like oh you this is just another thing that you get to be joyful about yeah you get to be joyful off of other people's things yeah yeah so that's that's if you if you were if you're me from the past then Uh i'm letting you know that this is much better (laughs) it's much funner (laughs) (laughs) yeah you from the past that Uh person who when you were on our podcast yeah oh yeah uh, love that story yeah oh yeah oh and also well i guess again we'll do plugs at the end uh but zora has a wonderful wonderful podcast uh dope town 3000 um and they let me be on an episode and yeah exactly that That was was... such a that was a fun episode and (laughs) such a fun story to to wrap Uh, about but yeah thank you yeah you're welcome Yes, that was very much in that era of like. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, I was the same way too. Like, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a maturity thing. And it really is. Yeah, because yeah. I, when I was younger, I, mm-hmm. I would, I would be more competitive with with my friends yeah. and just sort of 
Um, cause you don't have, at least I didn't have the perspective of like circumstance and, and right. how circumstantial things are, yeah. and, you know, things happen and then they don't, and then they happen mm-hmm. and, and they happen at different rates right. for other people. And, and so like, obviously maturity and age gives you perspective on mm-hmm. that. And it's hard to understand that in the moment, but I do remember kind of being that person where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, like I gotta, yeah, I just like, don't get it. And yeah. it's like, you grow up and you're like, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I was friends with my, I, <laughs> Like, my guy friends were always the kind of guys who, like, girls would have huge crushes on, oh, really? you know? Or, yeah. like, I was, yeah, so I was definitely, like, <laughs> in that position of being the friend of, like, the the guy that... I could kind of see that, yeah. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, like, Hi. I'm... Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, and so I think when I was younger that... I think that bothered me more than it, mm-hmm. it should have because I think, you know... I was like, I, you know, I had my own thing going on yeah. and I should have like enjoyed, you know, the little <laughs> niche of attention that I got because totally. those were the fucking cool people. Yeah. Those are the people that knew what's up. Yeah. Because like you were the cool kids. Like for anyway. Yeah, so. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but that's, that's all like sort of growing up and yeah. being mature. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that's a good uh, transition because I kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, friendship Zora what his like friendship landscape looked like when you know he was younger um Mm -hmm. because obviously without that perspective friendships are like to have a very different role in our lives when we're younger versus older so yeah what was your what was your young friendship life like um I always had like a couple of really good you know, like close friends. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like the kind of person that had like a giant sprawling Mm -hmm. network of of friends, but it was more like kind of, oh, these are like my two, my two yeah, dudes. My two dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I grew up in a, a really small town in Northern California, mm-hmm. uh, not too diverse. So I was always kind of mm-hmm. like the only black kid anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so that was a thing. I mean, I think when I was younger, it was mm-hmm. less of a big deal because kids aren't naturally yeah. racist, you it's, know? It's all taught. So before, yeah. you know, we really reach that point, sure, it sure. doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah, it, it uh-huh. doesn't. And so, you know, like growing up, at least when I was like in elementary school, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where, yeah, we were just, you know, I had friends and then like weird things would happen in the town with like an mm-hmm. adult saying something like weirdly racist and mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. somebody like, you know, accusing me of of stealing something or or whatever and and it was always a thing of like wait what you know like my friends like but you're what you know being a kid in in Mm -hmm. in that town it was when when i was a little kid it wasn't like as pronounced of a thing yeah um but like as i got older Mm -hmm. uh you know it just that's just the nature of um you know living in in this country and so Mm -hmm. like that you know, more like the the prejudice stuff happened as I became like an adolescent. Mm-hmm. And so that became more of like a factor in friendships. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I had close friends who, who I grew up who just kind of became racist in oh, a way where when we were yeah. in high school, they would like say things that were super disrespectful mm-hmm. or like would make jokes and... and um, and I would like kind of play along with it cause I'm, you know, like, okay, yeah. well, but then it, it would always get to like a really uncomfortable space. Right. And, um, and I had to learn eventually that I couldn't really be friends with these people that yeah. like, I grew up with. And, and that's like a hard lesson though, because yeah. it's like by the way that it's constructed, it's like, these are my peers. These are my friends and then you kind of have to like make that decision of like oh i guess i yeah have to choose to for them to not be it's like a very yeah yeah it's it's weird it's it's just like it it was exacerbating things that already exist in Mm -hmm. high school and and adolescence where you do have like this competitive nature Mm -hmm. and so looking back on it Mm -hmm. a lot of it was just people who you know um with high school people there's there's competitiveness and, yeah and, and insecure like a lot of gaping wounds of yeah. insecurity yeah, yeah yeah and so a lot of it i think was you know people trying to you know kind of i guess put me down mm-hmm. but then using race whereas like maybe if i wasn't like you know if, mm-hmm. if i was 
they would use it in some other way. It's just right. sort of like, oh, fuck you for like getting really good grades and yeah, it like, would have been better something. at me for something. Yeah, yeah. Um, no so, what. but a lot of a lot of friends just kind of it, it weirdly came out as like racial. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I lost a, a lot of friends mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. in high school through that. But then yeah. I, the two guys that I became really good friends with, mm-hmm. um, were I think like early allies in that and and kind of like really had my back with people who you know almost turned into like a bullying situation oh wow Um, yeah and uh one of my friends who uh he was there weren't that many like jewish people in the town and Mm -hmm. so he he was jewish and he used to get shit for that or at Mm -hmm. least like people would say things and so at least we had that in common yeah so um and again like we're like (laughs) high school kids so like we would just gangly anyways yeah yeah yeah. but then you know but then we would just uh just make fun of each other um, yeah yeah (laughs) for being different you know and just having our own special racial jokes for each Mm -hmm. other which weren't super uh mature but that's how we bonded you know um and then yeah so that's but that's what it was, and and it, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone has that experience. But that was my experience mm-hmm. in, in growing up in in a small town. But that's I think the reason why I became so close with with these these two mm-hmm. guys is because they were they they kind of like had my back. Yeah. Um. In in a town that didn't treat me that well. Yeah. They seem to have, or you know, and even now the way you talk about them, they have like a level of like maturity about them and like sure, sure. and they have that um uh what it, like being there for you right 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 which seems important to you in friendship exactly yeah exactly which is ironic because it's not like they're you know the it's not like their track history was being you know the most sensitive you yeah know, in that, or like peace you know like in comparison yeah. i wouldn't say i would say my uh-huh. friend travis is not um <laughs> that sensitive of a person but um yeah that that was just they they had my my -hmm. back in that way and and i think because of that like in college and Mm -hmm. and even in in adulthood there's i just think back on some of those times and Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i i i do i've encountered friendships where you know like weird shit happens and Mm -hmm. and um i think part of being friends with people of like different backgrounds is like knowing when like just being aware of weird shit that happens in the same way that you know if i'm with like a female friend and Mm -hmm. something sexist happens even though that's not like my experience right i wouldn't like deny that or like sort of pretend that it didn't happen Mm -hmm. to make things less comfortable i think that happens with my white friends sometimes where i'm like oh it's oh you that's unfortunate that you just ignored this fucking thing that just happened because it makes you feel uncomfortable how do you think i feel yeah Um, it slapped me in the face uh i would appreciate if you acknowledged that yeah Uh. yeah so that's that's a thing but i think you know that Mm -hmm. that goes with just having friends of people from like different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and, and and i'm always shocked sometimes where uh if I become friends with somebody in adulthood mm-hmm. and I kind of learn that they don't like they never were friends with people that like didn't mm, that like, were look, yeah I was sort uh-huh. of like how do you exist um, in this day and age yeah <laughs> yeah that always shocks mm-hmm. me um but yeah that's mm. that's kind of the 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 background yeah I think like a good like a good lesson from that is like uh. Like, don't try to, like, sweep things away. It's kind of like it, well, like an improv. Everyone sees everything, so mm-hmm. don't ignore it. Yeah. That just exacerbates the problem. Yeah. That's why we have a problem. Because uh, people just keep trying to ignore it instead yeah. of doing anything about it. Yeah, because it just, yeah. it, it, it makes things ten times worse. Right. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, for example, like, mm-hmm. there was, so there was a time, not to, like, get too into, like, you know, a downer story no, like that. But this okay. is like a specific. We'll, we'll do something fun right after this. No, cool. yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I was so recently I, I mm-hmm. took like this trip with an improv group where we went and did like this college tour, mm-hmm. and we were in. Um, so we went to like rural Pennsylvania. We were in uh, like Amish country and everything <gasps> like that. Whoa! And so we we're in these like weird spaces where, yeah. um, and there was like 
It was like a mainly like white improv group, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there were like there was like one other black woman mm-hmm. um, in our group, uh, but not like the most diverse group. Nice yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So we were like going to these colleges, and and you know we went to this Amish town. Mm-hmm. And I was like just waiting for something weird to happen. But the Amish <laughs> people were actually waiting. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but then so then we went to. Um, perform at the university of delaware and mm-hmm. we were staying at this this hotel like in the college town of newark uh-huh and we did a performance and it mm-hmm. was like great and then we like came back and so we like we parked in this parking lot and so it was like a bunch of like improv looking mm-hmm. uh young adults um yeah. and we had like music equipment and everything and um one of like the hotel workers came up to like our group. We were all talking like in the parking lot Mm -hmm. and he came up just to me and he Uh said, uh, or are you staying in room, uh, three Oh six or whatever it was? Uh, and I was like, uh, no. And he's like, Uh Oh, and like, you walked away. And I was, and we were all sort of like uh, looking at each other, like that's was, weird. Like, yeah, why did, did he? Did someone die in room three hundred six? Yeah. What like, does that mean? Yeah, and why did he what? ask me? Yeah. Like, that's so weird. Um, uh-huh. Like, he just came up to in like a group of people. Yeah. Um, and so we walked back in, uh, to the hotel, mm-hmm. the front door, and then so he was like still like on his cigarette break. Yeah. Um, and he. Uh, and I was like, hey, what, like, what happened in room 306? Right. Like, why did you, like, was there, like, a party? Like, what happened? Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, room 306 doesn't exist. And, and I was like, wait, what? <sighs> and so we walked back in. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so we walked back in, and I was, like, looking at him, and he was just sort of smoking a cigarette. And he was, like, this just, what? like, sleazy looking fucking yeah. old white guy with, like, you know, like a gray ponytail. It just doesn't like, exist. Yeah. Just, like, a, he looked like a, Danny McBride character. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I was looking at it, I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> um, and it was just, you know, like the warning flags yeah, went yeah, up. So, yeah. so, so he came like, back in. So he came back in and like went behind the desk. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, hey, that's weird that you would ask yeah. me if I'm staying in a room that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, why would you that ask me that? That makes you sound crazy, sir. Can you explain yourself? Yeah. And he, and he was like, oh, well, because... Uh, um, you fit the description of someone that was like walking around in, in the neighborhood and you know and mm-hmm. so I was just like suspicious uh-huh. uh, because you fit the description of like some guy and, um, uh-huh. and I was like you realize like what this sounds like right like you realize that you're profiling me and that right. you're sounding like a racist person. Yeah, this sounds like a book on like a yeah. interaction of someone profiling someone else sure like yeah, and so as this was happening, uh-huh. like I'm in a group of like mainly like white twenty somethings, thirty mm-hmm. somethings, and they're like witnessing this. Yeah, and I'm getting like more heated because I'm reacting to like normally yeah. to like something unusual that's happening. Right, I talk about like improv. Right, mm-hmm. like I'm reacting to a thing. Right, and so instead of like sort of at least acknowledging or also reacting mm-hmm. everyone sort of got really uncomfortable aside from like the one other person of color who was like yeah that was racist yeah <laughs> that was like, racist uh... <laughs> uh, so everyone else was like ah, and you know kind of yeah. acted like it didn't happen because yeah. it made them feel uncomfortable which made me <laughs> yeah. even more enraged and it just like it it, it just exacerbated everything yeah. and so I would tell anyone in a scenario mm-hmm. like that, if anything ever happens, if, if you're not used to something like that happening, the best way to handle that is just to acknowledge what happened. Yeah. They'd be like, you're allowed was... to say that's fucked up. Right. Because yeah. if some crazy shit happens <laughs> and everyone around acts like nothing happened or it's not insane, mm-hmm. then that makes the person who is reacting in a very normal way uh-huh. seem less insane yeah uh but anyway that's that's just an example i think of Mm -hmm. the kind of scenario that uh would show me if someone's a good friend or not yeah you know and i'm like i can't i don't i don't don't know if i feel safe with these people because if some shit went down i don't know like i i don't feel safe with them like they don't do yeah yeah yeah. like they're not like they don't have my back in that way and it's not like they have to like fucking you know yeah. Like start marching or whatever, but but it was like a situation where they had the opportunity to like 
Yeah, it was. And it's you going like, duh, like. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I turned into my father, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, made the guy feel really uncomfortable and started talking really loud uh-huh. and like, took a picture of him and like blasted him on Twitter and like just, I was really loud about it because, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm at a point where when shit like that happens, I have to like. Yeah. Not shut up about it, but mm-hmm. I, I was shocked at like the the non support of like the yeah. majority of the group, uh-huh. um, it, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. they wouldn't be in my top eight. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you're uh, you're not making an Azores sure. top eight, and that's sure. like woof. No, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's yeah. A, an example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a microcosm of. Uh, I mean, like. basically what's going on right now it's like you know like for a lot of people it's a lot easier to just like pretend that it's like the norm or like you know pretend that something isn't happening yeah because yeah i mean i get it but sometimes you gotta be really uncomfortable to help your friends out exactly which is and the same yeah. thing when I, like it's you know if someone does some if we're in a room full of people and someone mm-hmm. pulls their pants down and no one <laughs> no reacts one to it and you're the only one that reacts to it it's kind of just like <laughs> that person's gonna keep pulling their pants they're gonna, down they're gonna keep pulling no their one, pants down yeah they're gonna keep like pulling one their pants person down person thought it was weird out yeah. of a group of ten people sure so, so we're gonna act like that person yeah. wasn't completely insane for doing that yeah. Um, at work or at church or whatever yeah. um, weird scenario that yeah. would be aside from like some. Yeah. I feel like that's like a grown up friendship lesson that I've learned is like, you know, when you're young, people tell you like, oh, like sometimes it'll be hard to like do the right thing. And as a kid, you're like, yeah, but like I'll be able to do it. Uh-huh. But then when you're as an adult, you'll, there will be situations where it's like, this actually, like, I'm yeah. going to do the right thing and it's going to suck. Yeah. For, and not that that's actually, that was actually pretty, you know, not a great example of that, but, um, yeah. yeah. Or at least to, yeah, to it's gonna say, make like, it, say yeah. something or, or to make some sort of stand. Right, uh, yeah. Know, or at least, like, be supportive of, of a mm-hmm. friend. So yeah. um, I've tried to surround, surround myself, I think, in my adulthood when I'm not in a scenario where I'm, like, touring with a certain group of people where mm-hmm. i can't you know like i don't have i didn't have like the luxury of being like oh well i i had to be surrounded by the people that i was traveling with yeah. but uh i i i try to surround myself with people who you know that have my back that mm-hmm. that i feel safe around mm-hmm. um is is an important thing at yeah. least mm-hmm. yeah those are the people in my top eight or if it's expanded to like you know like a 16 16 20 at one point yeah a rotating i don't know like i used to have like in the top eight thing i was like okay well these two are like the rotator yeah rotator subs could take or leave either exactly so it's really like the top 10 (laughs) oh well great so uh we can we we can do a little uh lightning round sure if you will yeah yeah Um, to pick up the mood again yeah but that was yeah i think that it's important to talk about not that again like not i also don't want to be like like preachy or teachy on this podcast because it's sure. more conversational but i think there's like things to you know learn and yeah i mean it's yeah. it's it's it was my experience you know yeah. so like i can only talk i can only tell a story to be like oh this happened yeah you know? whether, yeah whether you think that's preach or not like whatever whatever dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever uh whatever. internet people who yeah. oh man those <laughs> those cracked comments Ooh. goodness gracious Bless. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole other story. You can't always control the way people are going to react to no. things, but hopefully, you can only react to speak your truth exactly. and like you know, as long as you're being <laughs> speak your truth, as long as you're being honest, like uh-huh. with yourself and your experience, then yeah. like, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Zora, lightning round. Okay. Uh, so tell me about a time when you were a kick-ass friend. You went out of your way. You were a great friend. You didn't. You did someone a solid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. is probably um, there was a there's someone that I worked with mm-hmm. who um, she her car broke down mm-hmm. and I didn't really know her that well, um, but for some reason she uh, I talked to her 
I found out that she had her car broke down before like anyone else did. Uh-huh. And even though like I didn't really know her that well, like I was aware that she was like with her husband and that mm-hmm. they didn't have that much money because they just moved to LA mm-hmm. and they have um at the time they had this this daughter, like this little girl who's I think like ten years old. She was like a little stand up comedian. She did like stand up. Now she's like a grown up actress. This is how long ago this Whoa. was. She um is like on TV shows and stuff. But at the so time cool. at the uh-huh. time she was like a little yeah. Like stand up. She's hysterical. So, um, but I was like, oh no, like they're like this family that yeah. just moved here. And, um, and so I, at the time, I still had like my dad's, I was under my mm-hmm. dad's AAA account. Nice. So <laughs> I like sent a AAA like Aww. tow person to uh-huh. like tow them and, and Whoa. to like sort them out. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I had like extra miles on it, and, yeah. and even though I didn't really know them that well, it was mm-hmm. kind of a thing of like, oh, I, I know that you haven't done a thing for me, yeah. But I am gonna do this thing because I think yeah. it's the right thing, and and I am concerned about your safety, and yeah. and you have like a little child, and Aww. that's yeah. Well, kudos. That's, yeah. That was you being a great friend, Zora. Sure. And they're <laughs> safe now and they're they're so successful. It's insane. Awesome. Like they were, yeah, they're like killing it. Uh, I love to hear about like little girls growing up to like be awesome. <laughs> oh, it's insane. She was yeah. – and I went to her – she had like this one – this one – girl show i can't call it a one woman show but she was like 12 years old and she did this show at ucb that was she all wrote herself and and (laughs) it was so funny but also like very clearly written by a 12 year old which was also charming it wasn't like Uh oh the parents wrote these jokes right so there was just like a bunch of there were there were like a lot of fart jokes (laughs) um and that's so great yeah and Aww, she's killing it now. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so when was a time, Zora, that you could have been a better friend or maybe you let a friend down either accidentally mm. or on purpose or mm. we've all we've okay. all done it. Yeah, yeah, we've mm-hmm. all we've all done that. Um so there was there was a girl that I was dating. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a serious situation. Mm-hmm. It was like a girl that I was dating and we would only see each other on weekends because mm-hmm. I lived in Pasadena at the time. She lived in Santa Monica. <laughs> Woof. And she didn't have a car. Uh, so it was like yeah. one of those situations. Uh, and she was like from France and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, was that why you were dating her? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, c'est la vie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, she was, there were (laughs) multiple reasons why, but, uh, so she, so it was a situation. So Mm -hmm. this was like back when I used to be a substitute teacher Mm -hmm. and, uh, I would kind of, uh, live and eat by however many like sub gigs that I got. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, uh, there was a time when there was a, a week when, um, I was getting like a bunch of work because I guess there was like, there were all these Mm. teachers out and um, I got a call from the hospital oh. in, in Santa Monica, and they were like, hey, um, we have someone here, um, and she she was hit by a car. Oh, she was, uh-huh. She's okay. She's yeah. fine. She didn't break any bones. She's just in shock right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just some, some bruises or whatever. We're going to keep her mm-hmm. um, kind of like overnight. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, you know, it, she, you're like sort of on the list, and uh-huh. if she needs a ride, you know, we may need to like reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I w- and so I told like this hospital person, I was like, yeah. okay, well, is she okay? Is she, um, and basically, I wasn't there to like pick her up from from mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. hospital because I had to work that day, yeah, and I like needed that work, and so yeah. I said if. If there is, if she does not have a ride, mm-hmm. let me know. But if if she if she does, if there's another person right. that can give her a ride, then you know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like I have to work this yeah. day because it's like, I mean, back then, like I got I think like a hundred and fifty dollars a day. Oh man! And so it was like yeah. a, it, it was it would have been like one of those things where I'm like I yeah I have to work this day because mm-hmm. I was like so broke those days. Yeah. So. Uh, she 
ended up getting a ride from like a guy that was like in her acting class. I was like on that side of town mm-hmm. and, and was like free that day. Mm-hmm. And she uh, called me when she got home and she was yeah. so hurt that really? I that I didn't leave work or that I didn't like uh-huh. just leave immediately. Like it wasn't like my first thought. Yeah. Um, and you know, in my in my mind, like at the time, mm-hmm. um, I'm just very. I, I grew up around hospitals. Like my dad yeah. is a physician, and so uh-huh. like I'm very kind of aware of like you know what happens in a hospital when people right. call, and mm-hmm. so like I made sure to talk to the nurse and, and everything, and, yeah. and so I know the the whole like phone call situation and how people right. like leave and get picked up from the hospital, mm-hmm. and so in my brain I was like, okay, she's fine. She didn't break any bones. Right. Logically, logically, I have to work. I have to work. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure that she gets home, and mm-hmm. as soon as she does, like I'm gonna like yeah. follow up with her and, and see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I talked to her, she was she was so so hurt that like i didn't oh, yeah because she she said if i heard that you were in the hospital mm-hmm. it would have been no question i would have just left it, it wouldn't have mattered mm. and i would have just went to the hospital it didn't matter like the money wouldn't have mattered to me mm. uh and i was and, and it made me like feel like shit because Ooh. i was like oh there's a girl that like i'm dating even yeah. though we're not like it, yeah it, and so i i felt like it was a moment where i was like well why wasn't my first reaction to just drop all things you know right. like i felt like i had failed her in that way because that's how she felt right and so um yeah i would i would say mm-hmm. in that in that mo- so next i think like going forward after that moment mm-hmm. whenever someone's in the hospital i think i have to be cognizant that they have like a different relationship with hospitals where it's not like to me right. someone being in the hospital isn't like you know, right? It's it, like, oh, I'll see her on the, you know, yeah. Like, I want to find out mm-hmm. what what the issue is, but if I find out that they're okay, then right. it's it's not like dropping all things. But I think a mm-hmm. lot of other people just view someone being in the hospital as different. Of like, you just drop all things and you just go. Yeah. And so, based on that, I think maybe next time I'll just I, I won't want to like hurt somebody. Yeah. In, in that way, because that's how she felt. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, honestly, I probably, I would have thought about it probably the way you did as well. Um, yeah. But there, but there are some people that are just like, hospital, I want you to leave, I want you to drop everything. And and in saying that, like, I do understand her perspective of like, you know, not really knowing all that and probably just being like, I just... Yeah. And, yeah, and she was from France, and mm-hmm. so like there's a whole thing of being in a different country and all mm-hmm. that, and and so like I was looking at it at a very, like yeah. very logically and like practically, and I think mm-hmm. she just and also like the whole French thing, like they're very, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? They're they're yeah. very just yeah. they're not, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their whole deal isn't always logical, yeah. you know? They 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 lead with the feelings yeah. sometimes. I think mm-hmm. culturally, so she just was like, you should just, just you leave should, it all. Yeah. <laughs> you should have killed some children and exactly. then come see me. <laughs> exactly, that's that's their their sort of romance. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. my my romance is a practical romance. <laughs> a practical romance, please. <laughs> yes, we will find a time to be romantic to and it rendezvous and it will make sense. <laughs> It will make a yes. sense with both of our schedules. Yes, yes. Oh. To make love to the brain <laughs> and also the heart in conjunction, in conjunction to each other. Here, can you sign this, please? <laughs> yeah. Notice how I'm doing this with a dumb British accent yeah. and not the British accent. Like, you must. Uh, that's a terrible French accent. Yeah, I was almost you like, that's not. Everything to go to the hospital. Yeah. That's better. It's a little better. I'd ask you to never do that again. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. All right. No, I never want you to ever do a French accent ever again. Yeah, that's yeah. my terrible friend story. That's great. That's great. I, you know, of, of all like the terrible stories I've heard, that's, that's definitely not the worst. So I did want to ask you a little bit about, um, because you are writing, as you said, on a like family sitcom type show. Um, mm-hmm. And... Disney, at least, you know, from, like, my perspective growing up with them, like, they focused a lot, like, on friendships. Like, I mean, like I said, like, the friendship between Raven and... uh, Chelsea. Yeah, and Chelsea, like, that very much, like, influenced the way I viewed, like female friendships and my own friendships oh, wow. um and and like lizzie mcguire and her best friend mm-hmm. uh miranda okay. um they were just like like 
just a lot of examples. And also Lizzie had a best friend who was a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordo? Yeah, yeah, Gordo. Yeah. Which that was important to me when I was younger. I had a lot of like guy friends. Um, mm. And I, you know, remember always like feeling weird about it and mm. like always feeling like there wasn't that many great examples of what – like that should look like as you know young kids with like zero romantic involvement sure. um being friends but yeah so i just kind of wanted to ask like your experience of like writing uh writing friendships um especially like kid friendships as a writer sure. like do you pull from your own friend experiences mm-hmm. or yeah what's that look like to you yeah i think um well with raven's home in particular mm-hmm. it's it's all about family. Mm-hmm. And so it really is through the lens of family. And mm-hmm. so when we're writing for that show, or at least when I'm thinking of pitching a story idea, mm-hmm. I kind of go to my my familial uh, relationships first. Mm-hmm. And so a big one on the show is, is the kids, uh, the twin brother mm-hmm. and sister, Raven's kids. Um, booker and nia and who Mm -hmm. you know they have like their own dynamic and so i I think of the sibling relationship that i that i have because i have i have a younger sister and so you know you you pull to you you go to those relationships because people are going to think about their own relationships Mm -hmm. when um when they watch a show obviously Mm -hmm. but it's funny that you mentioned raven and chelsea because so normally in the show it's a Disney show, so it's it's for kids, right? right. It's a reboot of Raven's Home, but really it's a kids show. It's a, it's yeah. really like at the end of the day about the kids, uh-huh. like being in Raven's Home. So there's usually like the A story that's happening with the kids and mm-hmm. what's happening with the kids, uh, and the B story is is normally uh, Raven and Chelsea <laughs> yeah. getting into shenanigans <laughs> getting together, into shenanigans, um, oh. and in in capers, you know, uh-huh. which which they used to do on the old show, and they have this wonderful chemistry because they're mm-hmm. such good friends they've mm-hmm. known each other and have been acting with each other since they were adolescents and mm-hmm. so like the level of comfort that they have with each other um just comedy wise and even like mm-hmm. physically like they're it's just it's like watching it's like watching best friends really yeah. act together and, and uh-huh. it's like such a joy to, to watch them yeah. so when whenever i'm thinking of of stories to pitch for them i mm-hmm. i do think of of my friendships i think of my kid friendships because when kids watch the show mm-hmm. even though they're seeing some storyline with raven and chelsea it's still analogous to the friendships that they right. have they still want to apply it to their life and yeah. be like oh you know what is this saying about exactly me and my friendships mm-hmm. yeah so there's this the episode that i that i just wrote there's mm-hmm. like this this storyline this this b story where raven and chelsea are building this uh, they're remodeling um, their kids' room because they mm-hmm. all live together. And so their kids share a room, their boys yeah. share a room. And so Raven is kind of like, you know, she's a bold personality and mm-hmm. she will kind of steamroll, you know, yeah. and not listen to her friend sometimes. Her friend's like, hey, I have an idea. And she's like, no, we'll do it like this. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. she's sort of like the bossier friend. And, yeah. and so I think a lot of people can relate to that i remember even being like five years old and having a friend mm. coming over and you know that friend being like we're doing this and we're like, like yeah but I, 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 no we're gonna do this and we're gonna uh, play this and you're gonna do this and and so okay yeah. yeah and so i think like kids watching that even even though they're they're watching adults can mm-hmm. relate to that that dynamic and so i always try to think of of whatever storyline they're doing mm-hmm. of it being reflective of like a kid's relationship because yeah. really like that's that's what they are like they've been friends since they were kids mm-hmm. and they still have that that dynamic imprinted because mm-hmm. it lasts forever like right. i'm sure when you see your friends from childhood yeah it's the it's, same thing you it, just snap into yeah you yeah. snap right into it like when i see my friend brian like we're you know just like hitting each other and like mm-hmm. we totally revert back into the age in which we were the, the closest. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. Uh, and no, also, like, right. yeah. And they have like school scenes too. So, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot about the, the dynamic that I had with my friends and, and other kids at school and like mm-hmm. little rivals and like beefs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I, um, in the same episode, there was like this whole like diss mm-hmm. track, you know, uh, rap beef thing going on and and so <laughs> with this like other group of kids uh-huh. and 
I you know you think about when you were in middle school and mm-hmm. and there's as a as a as a boy mm-hmm. there's like a big ego and pride thing of, of uh, being oh I remember you boys yeah <laughs> I remember be, you guys <laughs> exactly being like dissed in front of people yeah. you know and like sort of saving face and and yep. so there's like that whole kind of thing and and so mm-hmm. uh and you know I mean I taught so that was like a whole thing yeah with, I was with gonna my, say with I my boys like... of there was there was with the girls it was all about. And again, like, I don't want to like gender people, but mm. at that age, things are a little bit more concrete. I mean, you yeah, know? people place you into into groups and boxes. Sure, at that sure. Age. So it is a, a bit uh-huh. more like concrete in that way. But mm-hmm. um, with the boys, a lot of it was just like, oh, like he like dissed me, and, you know, and this yeah. and that. And then with the girls, it's like she left me out. Oh like, yeah, she ignored me. Yeah, and she might as well have just stabbed me in the heart yeah, and killed my dog feels. because that's how it feels. <laughs> that's the worst thing you could do is yep. like make friends with someone else. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think you nailed it. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I I think like a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my own middle school and also this mm-hmm. this middle school where I worked for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Zora, we have spent this whole time talking about friendship uh, and what it means. So now, um, let's fight to the death uh, and yeah. defend our choices. Okay. Uh, and figure out who who is the better fictional friend. Okay. Um, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Um, I'll let you go first. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, well, I picked uh, RoboCop and Anne Lewis. Um, they're from the original RoboCop. Uh, and I, I was not a kid that grew up with RoboCop. Uh, I like, I guess culturally knew it was like a robot cop. <laughs> like, you know, I, I got that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't actually watch it until maybe like a year ago. Uh, and as I was watching it, I was just so impressed with how like their friendship was written there was like no undercurrent of like attraction towards each other they were like very equal partners mm-hmm. from the get go yeah i think they have like one or two like snide comments when they first meet yeah. to like to introduce the fact that these are like equals they view each other as equals like they need each other as partners yeah. um and, you know, like, one being a woman, one being a man, I was just like, this is great. Sure, sure. Uh, and again, like I mentioned before, you know, just, like, having a lot of, like, very close guy friends, it's always nice to see it portrayed in a way that, like, I experience it, which yeah. is just like, yeah, they're really there for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Robocop, so, uh, huh? Yeah, that's... Robocop, yeah, that's... Yeah. Robocop, when did that come out? The, like, 80... 87, 8? I was pretty... 80, yeah, 87. Small, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, so... Yeah, who'd you pick, Zora? Who's um, on your mind? I'm going with uh, Midge Maisel from uh-huh. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and her manager, Susie. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, And the reason why I'm going with that is mm-hmm. because, obviously, it's a professional mm-hmm. relationship but then it really does become a true friendship of people two people that come from different worlds clearly mm-hmm. different worlds but there's this mutual admiration that they have towards each other and mm-hmm. Susie, your manager is like very guarded because she's had like a really rough life mm-hmm. and she keeps saying oh we're not friends and so yeah. midge who's also like a very open person you know just wants to be friends with her but mm-hmm. um it's really clear that they really are friends Mm -hmm. and they don't really like delve into this, but like, I do think that there is kind of like, you know, maybe an attraction that Susie has to, um, to Midge. Mm -hmm. Cause I I don't think that Susie is straight, Mm -hmm. at least the way that they play her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's a very genuine, Mm -hmm. um, friendship based on, based on like this deep respect for each other. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't want to spoil it, uh, Mm -hmm. season two, but they do become at odds, like towards the end of the season based on like tactics. Mm -hmm. I do think that I I see it as, is like a lasting relationship of people who, um, butt heads, but, um, are, you know, it's, it's just, it's like a very real 
female yeah. uh, platonic mm-hmm. relationship. That reminds me sometimes of mm-hmm. like maybe a guy girl relationship where like maybe there's like a slight attraction right. on one on the one possibility end. or there's, like the right, but uh-huh. then but it's still like it's fine. Like you could yeah. still like weirdly be um, mm-hmm. amorous towards a friend of yours. Yeah, so that's why I think your mine my destroys <laughs> yours. <laughs> yeah. Explosions. That's that's yeah. I think I think they both win. I don't want to pick a winner. <laughs> yeah, they both win. One is they from the late eighties, mid eighties, yeah, maybe, and then one of, one of them is from recent. the late twenty tens. Think about oh that. My God. The late twenty tens. I don't want to. We're in the late twenty tens. I want to think about it. Yeah. Oh my they, God! It's almost twenty twenty. When they look back on this Whoa. time, right, two thousand seventeen, like this Damn. this Trump era. Yeah. We're in the late. 2010s wow yeah what a time to be alive what a time to be alive i certainly feel free zora <laughs> don't you <laughs> look i think we had an incredible year in yeah mm-hmm. many many aspects there have been some incredible popular films that have come out this year yeah i think the popular films actually were better than the oscar Beatty uh stuff yeah. I one hundred agree. I said it. I Uh, think they should be the ones that that are uh, the screeners, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think Black Panther was a screener, but um, yeah, Mm -hmm. blind spotting. Did you see or blind spotting? I should say blind spotting. No, I didn't see that one. Didn't say that right. Uh, blind spotting, the most underrated film of the entire year. I yeah. uh, Sorry to bother you. Was it's my favorite film that I've seen in five or six years. Loved it. Uh, yeah. I saw it at the AMC in Burbank <gasps> oh. by myself. Oh. And just laughed my ass off. <gasps> oh, uh, yeah. Especially when they did that fake kind of mm-hmm. like uh, soft drink commercial. I laughed so hard. Oh, my God. Uh, like on a daily basis, I think about the fictional um, uh, punch myself, uh, punch myself in the face. Uh, reality show that they uh-huh. have playing consistently. Yeah, yeah. Um, because and especially doing this bachelor thing, that's all I've been thinking about is like mm-hmm. it's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I see um like one of these like hostels or sort of like one of these communal places, mm-hmm. I, I I always think of worry free, worry free, yeah, worry free living. Yep. It's uh, great, it's great. great. That's uh the next video essay we're doing is on. Sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's. It was really good, and, and I think mm-hmm. people maybe didn't expect it to be like this capitalist criticism of capitalism and just corporate America. Yeah. Not to say that I don't think people were ready for it, but it's like, I think it's, I definitely don't think it was talked enough I don't about. think people maybe understood. Like, yeah, I don't think they or got like, it. yeah, or because, didn't really get it, yeah. or something, because the lack of like discussion around it sure. is like, you know, was like weird, uh-huh. and not that there wasn't articles and stuff. Yeah. Um, My only but, gripe with "Sorry to Bother You" is I do mm-hmm. think that it it took some sort of attention away from blind spotting because it took place in the same city, uh, and it was uh-huh. like both Oakland natives and people like. Weirdly, they like fed. Mm-hmm. I think "Sorry to Bother You" was like fetishized in a small circle of people when it mm-hmm. first came out, and I think it came out at the same time as like yeah. Blind Spot. And I wish more I will say that's true because I because I have like I said I haven't seen Blind Spotting, mm-hmm. and I think when I saw "Sorry to Bother You," like I didn't I didn't see a ton of movies last year. Yeah, but, and then that's the one I chose because it was like a little more flash. It kind of like overshadowed it a little bit. Yeah. But Zora, it is such a delight as always to see you. Thank you for coming over and talking about your friendships. Um, Yeah. And I just want to thank you for being a great friend and just being a good person. And you're, you're definitely one of those people that I am always just ecstatic to see what you do and i'm always just so proud of you <laughs> oh well, thank you so much ditto um feeling is mutual and yeah. it was wonderful that to have you on at our podcast yeah i was gonna I'm say so glad that now's the time me. to uh yeah. to plug so uh i guess i will say please listen to zora's podcast uh dope town 3000 um it was probably one of the funnest podcasts that i've been on oh, <laughs> in a long time uh, it was great. Uh, but yeah, I just want to give you the floor to, yeah, where can people find you? 
Um, yeah, you yeah. can find me on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram, Zora Bikangaga, just mm-hmm. my name, Z-O-R-A-B-I-K-A-N-G-A-G-A. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard of a name. Um, yeah. Don't be intimidated. It's just like Lady Gaga, but it's Bikangaga. Okay. Same amount of syllables. If you could say Lady Gaga, uh, you say Bikangaga. Zora Lady Gaga, Zora Bikan Gaga. That's the way. Can that I you just can... call you Lady Gaga? You can. You can. My students used to be like, Are you like married to Lady Gaga? And I was like, If I was married to Lady Gaga, do you think I'd be here? Yeah. No, I'd be hanging yeah. out in a pool yeah. with my wife, yeah. Lady Gaga. Excuse me. And I'll be wearing a meat costume and I would like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find me on there. Um, mm-hmm. I have the Dope Town podcast uh, that you can find on Apple Podcasts, it's mm-hmm. on Spotify, it's through Campfire Media, which is on their website, mm-hmm. and you can listen to uh, Maggie's episode because she yeah. was so in- infectious <laughs> uh, and wonderful, and, and it was it was great, yeah. great to have you on there. Aw, yeah, well, thanks. And then, yeah, and then yeah. also. Uh, check out No More White Women on all of the social media, yes. at least on Instagram mm-hmm. or uh, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a short. It's it's you know under five minutes. It's yeah. fun. It's just it's about- real quick. And I I I mean I I mean but also I know you, uh-huh. so that made it double funny. But sure. it's you don't eat you're. Also, your reactions in it are so fun. The way you just like swallow things is like so so funny. Well, I wanted to make it um, realistic and Mm -hmm. and non-preachy because really like that when things, when people say like crazy things to you. Yeah. It's just like. uh, (laughs) Yeah. You react in, in a way of like. Uh, what yeah um and also i wanted to make sure that people came across as like human beings and, and yeah. not like caricatures because mm-hmm. like everyone is i think in my opinion like a little problematic in, yeah. in some ways and it just depends on like the spectrum and degree to which right one is problematic yeah we're all so. making mistakes <laughs> those yeah. are those it's are... it's all uh, an evolution mm-hmm. process but yeah yeah you can check me out on there obviously raven's home mm-hmm. watch it uh check out drunk history yeah. i um, was like a writer researcher for season six mm-hmm. it's gonna be great it's premiering uh i think in january so okay. I'm, I'm excited about that season the first the premiere is gonna be hysterical i forgot to tell you uh my parents that's like one of their favorite shows drunk history yeah and i think last year when i came home mm-hmm. i was definitely like oh i mean like i have a friend who like you know, like wrote on this, and my parents were like, "Oh, what?" what? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. This season's gonna be super great, and cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. So, yay! yay. Woo! Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to my top eight. I'm your host, Maggie Mae Fish. If you like what you heard and you want to help me bring you more, head over to patreoncom Mayfish where you can support the show. And check out patreoncom smallbeans where you can support my wonderful friends who help make this show possible. Find me on Twitter at Maggie Mae Fish and let me know your thoughts on friendship. Until next time, goodbye, friends. <laughs>